gorgeous listeners. This is Miriam and Alan from Throwing Shade. We are super excited to be here. It is the 4th of July and there are fireworks going off outside our house and I have a cold, so we are in the perfect recording environment. Wouldn't you agree, Alan? Sure. (laughs) We're going to roll with it and it's going to be great. Um, So welcome, everybody. We're super excited to be diving into this next episode. In a previous conversation, we talked about two big things and we've been revisiting those things before we dive into brand new topics. And so last time we talked about whether Shadim observe meets vote, the commandments. Demons, that's right. That's what you say. Booyah. I say Shadim. Are we doing a little role reversal here? Well, I just want to keep you on your toes. I want to make sure you're (laughs) you're doing your job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So we talked about whether demons actually keep the meets votes, (laughs) the commandments. And um, we also offered up the question whether demons are actually Jewish. So that's the one that we're going to come back to today to dive in a little deeper. So, Alan, what do you say? Are demons Jewish? It doesn't really matter what I say. (laughs) Um, but I will be happy to womp, bring the womp. sources. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I think I, I don't remember what I said. What was it? Two episodes ago, whether <laughs> demons are shady or Jewish or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, the Zohar, which is, uh, you know, a pretty conclusive source, if you ask me, says that there are in Mystical fact. Mystical text. Yeah. yeah the, uh, it's the, there are, in fact both Jewish and non-Jewish shadim. Mm-hmm. I won't go into how to figure out which ones are which, but I also just would, would point out that there are shadim that are Talmidei Chachamim. They, they sit and study Torah all day. They are <laughs> experts in both the oral and written versions of the Torah. Mm-hmm. And they, um, uh, you know, uh, versus other kinds of shadim that are more animal-like in their daily uh, mm activities and they they go uh you know they they only care about food and sex and fighting and things like that that um yeah (laughs) (laughs) we should talk i don't think that's the reaction you're supposed to have for the animal (laughs) ones that's the reaction you're supposed to have for the tummy i want to hear more about both alan i really do but we definitely need to do an episode about demons and sex yes yes uh there's a lot about it because you may be surprised to learn that there are uh Shadim who have sex with humans of all stripes. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. Well, again, another episode. Um, okay, cool. So, but 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 I, I will say one more thing. There's a there's a safer Chesed Avraham that doesn't differentiate between ethnicities or religions, but it except for Judaism, it says there are Jewish demons and then there are demons of all uh, faiths of all of the world. It's beautiful. All coming together yeah. <laughs> to be Shadim. little troublemakers and just like generally make things difficult for us. Right. I, I do want to share one story. Can I share this one story that I think is pretty awesome? I love when you tell stories. Go okay. ahead. It comes from a sefer called Kafa Yashar. Uh-huh. And um, uh, it has to do with, so back to the, the sex thing, which again, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit, I'm sure, I hope, lean out there, but that, that there's, um, uh, there was a town once where it was known that Shadim frequented or lived or whatever. Yeah. There was a moil who was called to this town because a child was born to a woman who uh, the, the, the child was a half-demon child, half-shade. Mm-hmm. And it was a male child, so they needed a bris. <laughs> the moil went to the 
town and performed the bris. Mm-hmm. And from there, we know that it is okay to perform a bris on a half demon male child. See, and I love and that this was like an important halachic decision to come to. That like, do can you perform a circumcision circumcision on a boy child who, uh, you know, is born to a presumably Jewish mother and uh, and a demon father. And well, now, then you'll now love, you know. well, then you'll love the fact that it continues in the halacha because... Does it now? Yes, because you're, while, you, while, you are, while one is, a moyel is allowed to perform a circumcision on a half-demon male child, mm-hmm. there is a suffix, it means it's a doubt whether or not, it, it's, it's unsure whether or not this brisk could be performed on Shabbos. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. you might be violating Shabbos and that's not, we're not sure for that child and the shade, uh, half-shade child. But um, wow! Right. So there's other things. There's other other cool stories about three people who are zimun for benching for uh, after for for uh, There's uh, if there's at least three. Um, right. So for the blessing after the meals, there's a, a required you know like quorum. mini quorum of people right. that you need in order to be able to say these like little extra blessings at the beginning. Right. So um, r- right. So uh, in that case. If there's three people and they're doing the zimun for the benching, and then after benching, one of them magically turns into a horse. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, who hasn't been at that Shabbos this, table? This, this, by the <laughs> way, this comes from a from a sefer Ezra's Miyetzer, which uh, Meitzar. I mean, um, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, the, the, I want to give my sources. Uh, I missed that the first time. I felt bad about it, so I want to make sure I'm on top of that. But anyway, thank you. We they, appreciate it. Thank you. They, um, the, 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 then there's a question, right? You have to know if maybe the person who turned into a horse was a shade to begin with mm. and only taking human form in order to be part of this Z-moon in that case. Right. Then, or, or for whatever reason, and then became part of the Z-moon. Um, and uh, in that case, uh, there's a doubt whether you're, um, whether or not you're, uh, you, you've fulfilled the, the mitzvah of Birkat Amazon. Right, which is really the most pressing question but in that situation. But there's another possibility, yeah. which is that the person was in fact human to begin with, uh-huh. and through ksufim, through um, Magic. Like incantations and spells and whatever from some other source, yeah. the human turned into a horse, uh-huh. in which case there's less doubt. But you have to know whether it was a human to begin with or a shade to begin with. I mean, does anybody think that it was just a horse taking human form, not a shade? You know, masquerading in human form and was now revealing their like this is their coming out moment as a horse, like a horse walking around with a Ronald Reagan mask over his face or something. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Nobody comes up with that. Nope. <laughs> See, this is why these these texts can't be closed and why we need to keep writing commentary. <laughs> okay. Okay, and with that, we're going to go to a break. You're ridiculous. <laughs> and we're back. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about why this matters. <laughs> why does it matter that there are some demons that are Jewish and some that are not Um and I, I mean, I have to tell you that I'm particularly struck by this idea that there are Jews, there, there are demons rather <laughs> of all different religions, um, you know, going about their daily demon business um, and in, in this kind of like bizarrely unified way, <laughs> like something mm-hmm. about that 
there's something about first of all the rabbinic imagination that is very rooted in um in just reality like there's a lot of rabbinic imaginings of what of what heaven or what the afterlife looks like that are very much um you know very very sort of physically oriented like things will just it, it'll be kind of like how things are now but better like we'll have enough food and everybody will be be able to study Torah all the time and all of these kinds of things. Um, and so it just sort of strikes me that there's something about kind of taking the world as it is and reimagining it a little bit better and a little bit differently in these other spaces. Are you implying that the realm of the Shadim is a little bit better? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it's an opportunity to, I mean, you could imagine anything, right? Like if you're thinking about oh, right. so what the world of demons and what the world of Shadim looks like, you can imagine literally anything. But one of the things that the, um, that the rabbis, that the commentators take is, is a lot of the realities of the, the actual world that they're, that they're dealing with. And they sort of mm-hmm. layer it over this other dimension this other this other sphere where these there's these you know these crazy creatures um walking around and and doing all kinds of different things like i think there's there's something just really intriguing about that to me i I, yeah no i hear what you're saying i think if i were to guess it probably comes from you know one of the things i hope i hope we can convey with this podcast is that shading because of their job, which is, again, maybe an, a topic for another episode, but because of their tasks in creation, they spend a significant portion of their time among humans. Mm-hmm. And one thing I hope to mm. convey, as I said, is there's some rubbing off that happens in both directions. Right, including and clothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hat tip to folks who've listened to multiple episodes but <laughs> thank you yeah um yeah so it's uh, yeah it's um it doesn't surprise me that the rabbis would think that there would be shading of different religions in the same way that humans sort of just go about our day in mm-hmm. this realm with where different religions exist right um and uh you know one of the things we didn't discuss just a moment ago was about which shadim are the Jewish ones mm. and how that comes to be. There's other ways I didn't go into because for time reasons, but um, other ways shadim become Jewish and other ways shadim, mm. um, uh, uh, other way, like I said, to tell based on what kind of shade it is, whether it's Jewish or not. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I think that's significant because that's, a mirror of our world. Right. In a lot of ways. Well, and maybe it says something about just the, the way that the, the sages understand how God created the world, that there are these sort of layers, you know, these different kind of permutations of reality and they all kind of echo and bleed into one another and have effects on one another. So part of me sort of thinks like it makes a lot of sense that, um, the, the world that the shading exists in, isn't actually all that different from the one that that we're in. Like right. There's there there have to be commonalities in order for us to be all part of the same system that God created. Yeah. Yeah. You're just saying <laughs> yes. <laughs> just unequivocally. Yeah. So which. Um, so I then, mean, if I was yeah. going to nitpick, though, I mean, I would just say like, 
Um, and I, 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 I'm guilty of, of saying things like this and thinking this way too. Just, I, I want to come back to this idea that, um, you know, the Shadim inhabit our world mm-hmm. in addition to other worlds. I like to think of it as dimensions, mm-hmm. um, you know, different, uh, yeah, dimensions, right? So, uh, we have in our physical reality four dimensions that we know of mm-hmm. um and uh you know according to quantum science quantum physics and, and things like that there are four dimensions and then if somebody were to inhabit a fifth dimension um uh or to try to imagine physicality in the in even the fourth dimension there's all kinds of stuff i won't go too crazy and nerdy about this but um but basi- <laughs> i'm already lost but continue <laughs> basically what i'm trying to say is that somebody who or, Imagine somebody who can exist in planes higher than ours, mm-hmm. um, moving back and forth between those planes mm-hmm. or among those planes, because there's probably more than two. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that person, if it's a person, or in this case, a shade or, or malachim or other higher dimensional or like beings. Wesley at the end of Star Trek. Right, he just With sort of disappears. And, kind of like, yeah, <laughs> we finally get rid of Wesley. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we are so nerdy. <laughs> um, Sorry, so much love to Will Wheaton, <laughs> but oh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. He, he's the king. Of, he's the king of the nerds. It's true. King of the Shading, by the way, another cool podcast episode. There is a king and a mm, queen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, damn straight. Uh, where was it? What was I even saying? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, oh, yeah. So, so there's beings that bounce among all oh, the right. different dimensions and the different worlds. Um, they would pick up different things, right? They would, uh, and they would adapt to different things. Now imagine that one of those realms, ours, mm-hmm. is the crown of God's creation. And it is the mm-hmm. lowest in terms of dimensional planes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason for God's entire creation is our realm. Yeah. And everybody want to be like us. Right. So the shading are going to spend. The angels want to be the, like the, us. So, of course, the demons want to be like us, too. All right. We'll see where that takes us. All right. Uh, it'll take us to a break. All right. Nicely done. Yeah. And we're back. And we actually have a listener question. So we'll get back to Does It Demon in a subsequent episode, which I have a really good one for you. But um, we are going to answer a question from Jack, who says, the Talmud talks of a myriad demons, um, but also gives some demons specific names and roles. What's up with that? Do all demons have names or and just most aren't listed? Or are there special demons that are different from the myriad? Take it, Alan. Uh, well, um, that is an excellent question, Jack. Thank you for asking. Jack only asks ask excellent questions. Okay. So, um, <laughs> um, the answer is uh, you, Jack, get a gold star because Ooh. you have stumped me. Ooh. I don't, I, here's what I will tell you. I, I will give you my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you're 100% right that you know, I think we mentioned this Gemara and Brachas in one of in an earlier episode, but there's this idea that to every person, uh, to every person's, um, you know, to every person's right, I can't remember which is right or left, um, 
stage right I think stage it's left. right it depends on every, whether you're every, on the stage or in the audience every person's right is a thousand shadim every person's left is ten thousand shadim I could be getting those right and left mixed up I, I'm offhand that right now that sounds like but, quantum math <laughs> um, but uh, and this, the, the whole Gemara is about how you know that's um, you know if we actually could see them if we knew that we would be paralyzed from fear all the time right. we wouldn't be able to accomplish anything right um, so that's one example of the ways in which the 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 rabbanim give us uh, the picture of how many shadim there are just how just try and fathom that um, mm-hmm. uh, and you know seven billion odd people in the world and whatever mm. um, and uh, uh, so it's it, it is absolutely a lot if they all have names. You are right also on the point that we do not know all of their names <laughs> by sheer number. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my guess. My guess is that the ones whose names we know, those are the ones who uh, you got to really look out for. They're the really important ones to keep your fingers on, so right. to speak. Okay, give an example. Okay. Pick a really fun one. Well, I'll give you a few. So um, so there's a, a shade that hovers over unattended, um, stale, uh, standing water mm-hmm. and not just water, sorry, liquid. Um, oh. yeah. Including wine and whatever. Red Bull. Um, and also lots of reasons for that maybe to cover in a, in a different episode, mm-hmm. but, um, that shade's name is Shabriri and mm-hmm. that shade, uh, if someone were to consume said liquid, uh, with the shade Shabriri hovering over it, that person would be afflicted with blindness hmm. um the uh there's another shade my favorite shade name probably my favorite name i don't know is uh if somebody were to leave a book out open on a table uh pages spread mm-hmm. um also unattended mm-hmm. uh there is a shade that hovers over those pages that is um called shade and that stands for Why? it stands for shomer dapim it's the Hebrew for the, the Shin oh. for Shomer and Dalit for Dapim Shade. Um, not like, yeah, so. That's so cute. Yeah, I like Wait, it. Wait, in any book or like a safer? Like I'm, pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it applies to any book, uh, but I think really? it is especially, uh, but I, if, if I'm remembering correctly, it's especially true of Sfarim, uh-huh. holy books. So this is the um, patron demon of librarians. Who are like the patron <laughs> demon of librarians. I mean, come on, why not? All right. Um, Thank you for your question, Jack. It was great. We're going to actually get into more specific demons and what they do and all that kind of good stuff in subsequent episodes. All right, folks. And with that, we are up to our action item, our thing that we can take into our week and just have the joys of Jewish, Jewish demonology with us. Wherever we go. So, Alan, oh, the you got, joys. Uh, oh, the joys. So many. Um, what's our action item this time? Um, well, I, because I don't know if we're going to ever have another chance to talk about shade, the shade of. Shade, Shom- the shade. The shade, the shade of, of <laughs> Shomer Dapim, of leaving books open. Yeah. Um, I think our action item should be that when one is reading a book mm-hmm. and so first read a book oh yeah read a book learn tyra from a book uh-huh. um uh 100 um i think that one should have uh in mind that if they leave that book mm. unattended they are going to 
possibly run the risk of having a shade hover over those pages. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, close there your book. The action so item is close your book. Close Sorry. your book. Sorry. So first, first read a book, like read a freaking book. <laughs> um, open it. Be with it while you're with it and then close it when you're done. Otherwise, we're going to use Shade the Shade as like yet another example of Jewish guilt <laughs> of something. <laughs> and you know what I think would be an amazing action item maybe for us? And we'll see. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. I, we'll, yeah. I want to put this out there to our listeners. Um, we got to have bookmarks, right? That's what the whole idea of a bookmark <laughs> is. Oh, Right? You put a bookmark in, you can close the book, and there's really no shade just, problem. It's really just demon prevention. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So if there is interest from our listeners, <laughs> if you want bookmarks, let us know. We can cool. figure something out. All right. <laughs> All right, listeners, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Did I overpromise? We will <laughs> we'll see you next time on Throwing Shade, Better Living Through Jewish Demonology. See y'all later. Bye.